This week, I'm joined by Leonicia Williams, who's a proud mother to a handsome baby boy. Her son is the light of her life, and she enjoys all things travel, being adventurous, spending quality time with friends, and trying new foods. She currently works for a national health insurance company and studies healthcare administration. She loves all things associated with health and education. She loves to read, learning new things, and no matter how small or random it may be, she loves to explore the unknown. She believes as an individual that we should always be learning, and she lives by a quote that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I decided to dedicate today's episode to learning about health insurance and its importance as entrepreneurs because I, during my research, have yet to find palatable information that will help me as I scale my companies. So I wanted to pause in season two from talking about love, friendship, and self-care and as well as unpacking the scarcity of mentorship, I wanted to take a pause and sit down with a friend of mine, a sister who's an expert in health insurance and health insurance administration, and learn more about a topic that's not really discussed when you think about entrepreneurship. As CEOs, especially if you've now launched a small business, Later on in your journey, health insurance will become important because the goal is not to always have a small business, but to be able to employ your own staff. And if you're still working a nine to five like myself, you'll need the security of health insurance to protect yourself and your staff. So today we are going to unpack health insurance, its importance, how you go about getting it and how you can fit it within your business's budget so that it's affordable for you as the CEO and owner and your staff. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming a CEO podcast. It's your favorite CEO, Sabrina C. Today, I am joined by Leonicia Williams, who is a health insurance specialist, expert, (laughs) Today's episode is entitled Enough with Home Remedies, Let's Talk Health Insurance. So we're gathered here today to be empowered, educated, and energized on all things health insurance. So welcome to Becoming a CEO, Leo. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to uh, finally be here. (laughs) So my first question for you is explain to us the business of health insurance. Okay, let's try to uh, make it as short and clear as I can um, for everyone else. Um, Health insurance basically is a way to pay for healthcare um, and it can be received through employment status or self-pay options. Uh, If you are employed through a company that has, you know, 50 or more um, employees, Uh, and you work full-time, then you should be offered health insurance. If not, you can get insurance by purchasing it through like the state or um, through a private insurance company. Okay. How did you get into the field of insurance and what are the things you've learned over the years? You know, I will say this, that I did it in a million years think that I would be here today Mm -hmm. it happened by accident 
uh, one day I found a um, request to um, for application and I applied. Didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, went into for the interview. Still didn't know what I was getting myself into. Wasn't sure how I got the job at all. Still don't know how I got this job. Um, but I found that I loved it after, you know, crazy training that I loved what I was doing. It was, it's amazing to help people um, and see the different ways that you can help people and make an impact on someone's life. Yeah. Um, what I've learned, I've learned so much and I am constantly learning. Um, while going through the questions that you had kind of sent me, I was even learning more than I thought I knew again. But one of the big, the biggest things I've learned is that, um, you know, health insurance is probably one of the a major topic for the United States. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has insurance yeah. and more people need to be aware of their options for health insurance and get health insurance because it definitely is a necessity. Um, to to Americans so that's probably what I've learned so far yeah the inspiration actually behind today's episode is the crazy reality that there are probably millions of people in this country whether they have a nine-to-five or they're a full-time entrepreneur that actually don't have health insurance and can't receive basic care due to the fact that they don't have this resource. So what should full-time entrepreneurs know before purchasing health insurance? I can uh, definitely agree to that statement. Um, Some of the things that entrepreneurs should know when um, getting into insurance or enrolling or purchasing insurance for themselves, uh, you want to know you know, you may want to, these are self questions that you may want to ask yourself is as to how well you are. Um, are there any um, procedures, future procedures that need to be done? Uh, do you have any medical, cons- medical concerns? Uh, how often do you travel, whether it be domestic, international, or both? Those are all uh, things that need to be known, um, especially when it comes to traveling as an entrepreneur. Uh, you want to make sure that you are tra- you, when you are traveling, whether it be domestic or international, that you do have some sort of medical coverage. God forbid something does happen to you. You don't want to be in another country without any sort of medical care. That can be disastrous. Um, if your spouse, you know, you may want to look into whether or not as an entrepreneur, if you have a spouse or a significant other uh, who has um, insurance and if they're able to cover you on their in, on, on their insurance uh, that is sometimes a plus um, based on, you know, whether the how much it may cost uh, your spouse or significant other to have you added to their insurance policies. Uh, so those are some important things to know when uh, getting into insurance uh, as an entrepreneur. Nice. So can you break down, break down or explain the tax credit and deduction that are associated with? Um, health insurance? I have to say, Sabrina, um, (laughs) this one took a little bit of work for me. (laughs) I had to do some research, go back. I even had to like go up, go ahead and, you know, ask some people on my own team, like, hey, what does this mean? Because I didn't realize how important this was. And 
it actually helped me with my own job to actually explain this to a few of members who had even called into us and said, hey, how does this work for us being, um, you know, members with our health plan? And um, a tax credit um, means you get an advance at the beginning of the year to lower your insurance. Um, and so if you, you have to um, uh, request, send a request in, um, and if you uh, are qualified for the tax credit, um, basically you get an advance to pay and your pay, you get an advance on helping to pay for your health insurance premiums. Um, and it would be paid directly to your health plan um, each month to lower the cost for your out-of-pocket monthly premiums. Uh, a tax deduction happens at the ending of the year. Um, so you won't get you won't get an advance. Um, you would file when you file for your taxes. You would file what is called your 1095A, mm -hmm. and that's usually sent to you via your employer um, if you are employed with a large company. If not, it's usually sent from whatever your health insurance plan is. They send you a 1095A form, and that is what you would apply to your taxes. Um, and it's basically a credit. So they would then, you should be receiving some sort of deduction because you've been paying for health insurance throughout the year. Um, what's good to know is that if you do not have health insurance, there is a likelihood that you will be penalized when you file your taxes because you do not have health insurance. Um, so those are the difference between a credit and a deduction. Wow. See, I told y'all she was an expert. You just got me super excited for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> but that was a nice gem. Do you feel... Yes. Um, do you feel there's a lot of palatable information available to young people regarding insurance? And how can they how they can get insurance and how they maintain it. And also how can they get this information? Uh, that, that, um, I think I was very excited to, um, do this podcast with you because that that's because of that reason. Um, there is not enough information I've had, you know, we are in our early twenties, mid and late, mm -hmm. um, twenties. And I've had friends, from all walks of life go, hey, Leo, what does this mean? I've had my parents go, hey, Leo, what does this mean? Um, and even speaking with some of my own colleagues, they went, you know, Leo, there is not enough information out there for young adults, for uh, business owners, um, for uh, entrepreneurs um, in terms of knowing about their health insurance, what their benefits are, how to acquire health insurance. Um, what should that um, channel or what should that um, platform be? This exactly what you're doing. So this isn't this is awesome that you have realized that there is a, a gap or a space where it's not being talked about, at least so people are aware of this. How would they acquire information about health insurance? Uh, Google is your best friend. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, if for some reason, you know, you do, you need more information. Hi, I'm here to help in any way that I can and explain anything. So, you know, um, I don't know if Sabrina has given my information, but if there are any questions that you have, whether it be as an entrepreneur, 
as someone who is a young adult and has just gotten their first big job where they are, you know, receiving insurance. Um, if you are leaving your parents' policy, um, if you are standalone altogether and you just don't know where to start, I'll be more than happy to help because I don't see that information around. So here I am. <laughs> so I will definitely put all of Leo's information in the show notes so you guys can definitely reach out to her. Look at you walking in your calling out here educating the people from <laughs> from your knowledge what can persons who are uninsured do if they need medical attention that is also a good question considering our present times <laughs> with covid um and many other sicknesses it's flu season um as well the good thing is that as an American or living in America, you won't be necessarily turned away for not having insurance. Um, most places like an urgent care or a hospital emergency room, they will have to um, take you um, or they would really have to treat you if it's a life um, for any medical incident, life-threatening or severe. So the loss of a, a limb, um, if you're pregnant and it is very clear that you are about to have a baby, they do have to treat you um, afterwards. Then will all of the, uh, then will that, that comes all of the, um, the financial work. Mm -hmm. However, there are some things outside of that um, in the event that like, you don't have insurance, but you need to see a doctor and you don't want to pay that $200 or $300 doctor's bill if you go to a doctor's office. There is what's being called an urgent care that's popping up all around the city. Um, cities, the these bigger cities like the Bronx or bigger boroughs like the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan. Um, if you walk around the city or drive around the city, you see urgent cares popping up all over. Um, those urgent cares are very important or they're very good because you can go in for a visit um, while going into office, a doctor's office and scheduling an appointment, it may cost you three, $400. Going to an urgent care will be a lesser price. Um, instead of walking into an emergency room, an urgent care can treat you for non-urgent uh, medical needs. Um, so if you have trouble breathing or if you're um, not feeling so well, instead of rushing to an emer emergency room, um, if it's a non-urgent case, walk to an emergency, an urgent care because that'll help better. The other good thing is there is a uh, website called Live Health Online. Uh, what Live Health Online is, it's a um, web-based program that um, supplies people with um, doctors that they can visit via a uh, web chat or I believe they do phone as well. I'm not too sure, but I believe it's, only, it's web chat. Um, you don't have to be a member. Um, you don't have to have insurance. Um, the visits are $59 per visit. Um, and they have a slew of medical professionals in different um, fields, um, ranging from ENTs to primary care physicians. Uh, and what they would do is you'd be able to go on. Um, they would discuss your medical, medical concerns with you. If you... Um, 
need medication, they can also prescribe medication to you where you can then have it filled at wherever your local pharmacy is. Um, if it is something where you need to see a, you know, be seen in a hospital, you know, they'll then tell you that, you know, you, you know, their best, your next course of action would be to be seen at a hospital. But at least you do have the option for seeing a doctor for $59. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, so those are some options. There's also what is called a retail walk-in clinic where you would find them at your local Walgreens, CVS. Um, they're just mini clinics where they'll have a doctor on staff. I don't know the cost of their visits, but they're still not as high as going to an emergency room or going to a doctor's office. So those are some pretty valuable or pretty decent options versus, you know, if you do not have any form of health insurance and they will still take you. Nice. So it's not just a dreadful thing to not have insurance. There definitely are resources out there and that definitely should motivate our audience to not to yes. have an ailment, um, but seek some form of medical attention regardless if you have insurance or not. That's pretty awesome. So let's chat yes. about Medicare versus Medicaid, the differences and the importance. Uh, so yeah, the um, difference between Medicare versus Medicaid, Medicare is a federal program that provides health coverage to ages 65 and older. Um, people who, individuals who are disabled or on dialysis. That's what Medicare is. Medicaid provides health care for low-income individuals who are ages 0 to 64 years old. It's just that simple. <laughs> um, so if you are if you uh, if you have a loved one or yourself who are ages 0 to 60, 64 years old, you can enroll into Medicare. Um, low Once again, it is low income. Uh, so if you do not have the means to pay for insurance, there is a way for them to assist you with making sure that you do have full coverage for insurance. And if you have, you know, they'll evaluate your financial needs um, and they, it'll still be a cheaper price versus um, premiums that, you know, can range from, you know, hundreds of dollars and and up. Um, and then once again, like I stated before, that Medicare um, assists individuals who are 65 years old or who are on dialysis. Dialysis is when you're treating your kidneys. Um, those are uh, individuals who are eligible for Medicare. Would you say health insurance is unaffordable? And if so, why? Is it affordable? Unaffordable. Uh, for, for members of the working class, yes. Um, if you are privileged to have an employer who provides health insurance at a decent rate, that is awesome for you. But there are individuals who have employers or who are of the working class and you know they cannot afford to pay for a premium that is 200 300 especially when you have a family with five people you have mom dad and three children 
um, paying for a premium of $500. That's someone's car note. That's food. Um, that's maybe tuition, school, whatever that $500 is for someone. So sometimes, you know, someone has to evaluate, you know, do I pay for health insurance or do I pay for my family's basic needs that, you, you know, so is it unaffordable? Yes, absolutely. Should there be a change to um, how people acquire health insurance and how much it costs? Absolutely. We shouldn't have to um, choose between food and shelter, pay paying for food and shelter um, and paying for health insurance that or health insurance premiums that could possibly cover, you know, and a trip to an emergency room or your medications that 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 shouldn't be. Yeah. Facing the blues of turning 26 and getting your own insurance, do you have any, any advice for the 20-year-olds <laughs> out there, like myself? Um, yeah. My suggestion, first and foremost, my suggestion to anyone who is under the age of 26, um, stay on your parents' plan as long as you possibly can. There is no rush to get off. Milk it. <laughs> And if there are parents that are listening, um, do your child child that one favor and keep them on your policy as long as you can until they hit the age of 26, um, because it'll help out a lot. Um, for those who are turning 26, um, the same rules apply in terms of, you know, an entrepreneur. You want to look into the options. If you are employed, look into the options that your employer is giving to you. Um, and see what the benefits are. You know, you, you may want to ask them for their benefit booklet and, you know, speak with your human resources department and see what your benefits are with the plan that they're giving to you. Um, most times it may benefit you to get that plan because it'll cover a lot for you. You want to make sure that whatever plan that you're getting at least covers your basic things. Um, that being, you wanna make sure a plan covers your annual well exams, um, your physicals. You wanna make sure that it covers mammograms. You wanna make sure that it covers going to an emergency room and urgent care. Those are important things. And if you are an individual who has medical needs and concerns, you wanna make sure that plan can cover those for you. Uh, so you would call them and say, you know, do you there are a few plans who don't do this majority of the plans that we are i am now aware of they you don't need if you have a pre pre-existing condition that should not be a problem they should still be able to cover you um on on your health plan or whatever health plan you're looking into um if there are any future procedures that you have coming up um you want to see that the plan covers those future procedures. You may even want to, you know, discuss the premiums. Can you afford it? And, and what a premium is, is how much you pay, whether it be monthly, bi-weekly or weekly, and it is coming out of your check. You want to make sure that you can afford that amount that they're charging you for the health insurance. Yeah. And finally, in closing our conversation for today, what are some things that just aren't covered by insurance? Hmm. 
uh, a lot of things, depending on <laughs> depending on the type of plan that you have. Once again, I think I early I stated earlier um, pre-existing conditions. You want to make sure that whatever plan you're selecting that they cover you, whether you have a pre-existing condition or not. Uh, some things that are just not covered are elective procedures, um, beauty treatments, cosmetic surgery, um, new technologies, and new medicine. Those are some things that sometimes are not covered. They go based off of a medical policy. Um, and basically what a medical policy is, is that, you know, they will look at all the trials that are run and all the experimental tests that are done for whatever procedure, surgery, um, drug that you're requesting or, or needing. And if they see that a vast majority or major popularity says this treatment, this surgery, whatever it is, does not work, then it is not covered. Um, you want to, something that may not be covered at all on a health plan, maybe if, if you're looking into um, fertility treatment, sometimes plans don't cover it. If you have a child who is autistic, um, ABA therapy sometimes is just not covered. Uh, so those are some important things to look out for when enrolling into any sort of health plan at all. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot to think about. Yes. To ingest, but I'm super grateful, as I've expressed before, in you joining us today and educating us, empowering us, and energizing us on all things health insurance. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for preparing. I know that some of those questions took you, as you shared, um, took you into realms that you hadn't explored before. So I'm so grateful that you took the time out to join us and to do the back end work that um, our guests don't get to see. Um, so again, guys, I want you to like this episode, rate, share, and comment. Also check out the show notes to get contact information for Leo. So you, if you guys have any extra questions, you guys can always hit her up, but I hope and pray that today's conversation was informative and education was very informative and that you guys were educated. So thank you. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome.